following program is presented by the HTM Podcast Network. Hey, listen, I'm trying to be a gentleman. Don't you ever mention out of your mouth any members of Team Taz. Beat me if you can. Survive if I let you. Well, that's what happens when you disrespect someone like me. Ricky, you know what I'm talking about, my friend. I love it. But good luck, those quads are huge. You see Punk trying to bring Hobbs out towards center. Hobbs was holding on to those ropes, so Punk just 
raking the eyes across the ropes, but Hobbs a big there shot. One single shot since CM Punk reeling. Well, Ricky, Excalibur, you guys both witnessed, uh, you know, Punk took one second, that slight hesitation, and you saw Hobbs take advantage. Would you say that's the ring rust kicking in? Probably, right? I think you might be right, Ricky. No doubt about it. Advantage. He planted Punk center court with that spine buster. The now hook. the pump handle. Pump handle on the hook. Looking for town oh. fitness. Oh, yeah, here we go. Here we go. Oh, no, 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 no. Punk. Got a choke out of there. Got a rear choke on. He's trying to put him to sleep. He's got to get, Hobbs has got to get some separation from that forearm off his throat area. And CM Punk has got Hobbs down to one knee. He's wearing him down. Hobbs. They're chanting for you, man. No, 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 no. God, they're chanting for you. They're chanting for you, Hobbs. Oh, we don't like this. Hobbs just raw oh. power. Raw power by Hobbs. Punk's tried to say he's going to put him to sleep last last Wednesday, but guess what? It didn't happen. No. It's going to take more than that to put my man out. No, no doubt about it. That no is the intangible that powerhouse Hobbs brings to this match. Despite the fact that he was fading, despite the fact that this match was fleeting before the eyes of powerhouse Hobbs, he just hoisted Punk up and dropped him to the canvas. Sure thing, and now hopefully Hobbs has recovered enough which he got mine a little hot. Oh, looking for the stampede. Yeah, there we stampede go. Stampede slam, center Come of the on. ring. Come One, on. two, got him. Yes. Got him. no. Oh. Damn. Oakland stampede by Hobbs. And you saw how he had Punk's hands pinned, but Punk's legs were left free, and that allowed him to kick out. Come on, yeah. big man. I'm going to tell you this right now. I, I hate to do it, but I'll tip my cap to Punk. He's resilient. He's tough as hell. Come on, Hobbs, stay in it. Yes, yes! He's mocking him, but come on, Put him down. Oh, no! Took too long, damn it! Punk fires up, elbow strike. Oh, that was just a right hand to the side of Hobbs' head. Hobbs, get out of there. Get out of there! CM Punk, powerhouse Hobbs. No. Jockeying for a position on the top rope. Hobbs, try, 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 try to push him off. CM Punk? No, no, no! Oh, 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 boy. oh, yeah. oh, 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 my god. oh, my god. Damn, he landed on his head. Hobbs came down on, on the Hobbs. side of his head. He got spiked by a lateral press. Down. One, two. Come on, Hobbs. No. Oh, that a boy. That a good job. And you can see the face is busted open right there. CM Punk. CM Punk and powerhouse Hobbs just going to war. What a great counter that was by Punk. And now the Juji Katami. Yeah, he's going for that Juji. Keep those hands clasped. Hobbs, don't let him bust your grip. You can see Hobbs with that S grip locked in. Punk's smart. He's got a gable grip there. Got it. Oh, got oh it. now looking for the triangle. Oh, God, he's got the triangle locked in. He's trying to put Hobbs to sleep with the triangle. Guys, I'm sweating through my velvet suit here. Come on, Hobbs. Damn it. And you can see Punk doing the smart thing. You can see rolling his shoulders whoa, whoa, up whoa, off the gable. Whoa, 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 whoa. 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 A single arm grip into That's the my boy. Over. One, he's done. Two, no. Damn it. What, is, what the hell's Hobbs got to do to beat this cat? Don't get frustrated, Will. Come on, Hobbs. Don't get frustrated. Stay locked in. Powerhouse Hobbs learning just oh, how oh, tough CM Punk is. Keep it together, man. The game plan. Come on, come on. Watch out here. Whoa! There you go. Bring Knock the wood. Knock his head off. Yeah. Bring the wood. What a punk, huh? Come on. You don't want to go strike for strike with Will Hobbs. Oh, that's a shot right he's there. He's eating him. Come on. Punk bringing the heat, but Hobbs, he's got a tough chin. As 
Punk, though. I told you he can strike. Punk can strike. Three consecutive strikes. Oh, big roundhouse kick. Right to the side of the face. Oh, he called the shot. He called the shot. What the hell? Oh, hook up on the way. end. Oh, no. 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 Hook just got trucked by Hobbs. No, no. Turn around. No. Watch out. No. Hobbs, get out. Damn it. No. Please kick out the cover and the win. Luchasaurus took way too long. Reverse DDT by Christian. Excellent job. Uh-oh. Super kick intercepted. Oh, no. He's looking for the kill switch. It's no. Christian Cage. Oh! Oh, about being killed. He's done. Oh, the fake Sorry. super kick the DDT. Great job by Matt Jackson right there on Jungle Boy. Head and shoulder fake into the DDT. Classic Matt Jackson. We call that a juke. The team tax on meetings. Don Callis. You guys That's have meetings? You guys have meetings? Yeah. Left meetings. Awesome. We did brunch. Nick Roll Jackson just cleared out Luchasaurus on the outside. Young Bucks 
Perhaps looking for more bang for your buck. Jungle Boy kicks his legs, escapes out. Goes up. Whoa! Jungle Boy! What a combination by Jungle Boy! First engage, diving out Oh, no. No. The cover! Kick! Oh. And that was close. What? I mean, transition after transition. Excellent job by this team of Christian. Jungle Boy. Jungle Boy looking for the snare trap. trap. He's got the legs hooked. It's locked in. No one has been able to withstand the snare trap. The big man. Doc Gallows up on Gallows. Smart. He baited Jungle Boy in. Matt Jackson, the, the bypass. Oh! Jungle Boy is looking for the comebacker. He hits it that time. What a shot right there. Jungle Boy leaving it all out there. Laid out, leveled Matt Jackson. I gotta give it to Jungle Boy. He's really digging down deep right now. He absolutely is. Whoever makes the tag first will have an advantage. I think it was Luchasaurus and he charges in. Just starts teeing off on Adam Cole. Hockey fight. And Christian isolates Nick Jackson in the corner. Jungle Boy and Matt Jackson. Uh-oh. <laughs> Crazy. Cole breaks the grip of Luchasaurus. Discus oh, elbow oh, intercepted no, by no, the headbutt. No. Oh! Nice leaping NZ Gary. Oh, oh. double pump kicks. Man. There goes Christian. Yeah, get him out of here. Christian Cage sent to the ramp. Jungle Boy just cleaned out Nick Jackson onto the ramp. Oh, no, Matt. Matt came in a little hot. Uh -oh. for it. And Jungle Boy. Oh! Comes in. Cleans out. Oh! oh. Into the waiting super kick. Oh. The spear of the ramp. What a shot. All six competitors down. No, Christian to his feet. What a trios match. This is nuts. Oh, the low blow. Oh, yeah, Bagiachi. Nicely done. Rick Knox had his eyes on the competitors inside the ring. He didn't see it. And Christian, oh, my God. Bye, Christian. Take care, buddy. Send his ass back to Toronto. Train to Stanford leaves in 20 minutes. Don't miss it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and the Young Bucks with Jungle Boy out on the ramp. They said Jungle Boy! Nice! Oh no, look at Marco, useless as ever. Marco's here, yeah, good point, Ricky. And now Adam Cole's got, he's got Luchasaurus right where he needs uh -oh. oh no. Oh my gosh. Luchasaurus is waiting for it. He catches the super kick attempt. Adam Cole escapes out of the choke slam. Fake hot, shot low. Oh! Big Shining Wizard. Big Shining Wizard. He's got the win, too. Right there. Got him. No! The inside leg was hooked, but it wasn't enough. Luchasaurus still in this fight. Adam Cole will knock the head right off this dinosaur. Look at uh -oh. Luchasaurus. Very unsteady. Adam Cole. Panama oh. Sunrise! Good night. Thanks for coming. BTE trigger. We're not done. And the boom from Adam Cole. One, two, three. Fantastic. The Super Click. This is the first time the Bucks and Adam Cole have been together in five years, and it feels so good. Look at the happiness amongst these people. They love each other, these men. That was really awesome. They, they, they haven't lost a step. No. Thanks for coming, Don. We'll see you. See you. Bye. I never liked that guy. Ever. Yeah, I don't trust him. Got something about him. I don't trust him. A big win for the Super Click, but it took 
all the resources of the elite. Correct Excalibur, as you can see, Jungle Boy and Adam Cole staring on hole, get into each other's eyes. This thing has to come to a head sooner rather than later with these two athletes in Ashton. The Pro Wrestling Coalition is on the air for the most exciting two hours of professional wrestling podcasting in the world. We're going to put butts in seats and ears to the streets. And now, here are your hosts, Jimmy T and Christopher Ames.
welcome. It's Friday night, and you know what that means. Uh, welcome to the PWC Presents Carnage. Uh, this week, you're getting a double dosage of Carnage, as uh, tonight we review the first ever two-hour edition of AEW Rampage. Um, you're listening to me, Christopher Rams. That's A-M-B-S, like lambs with Noel, or bullshit first thing in the morning. Uh, I'm here with my co-host, Jimmy T. Jimmy, how the fuck are you, mate? Well, I'm doing great, but I just want to touch on what you just said, dude. I love the fact that we got a double dose of Rampage, which also means the fans are double vaccinated for Rampage. So there's the little play there, Chris. I like what you just did. Very, very nice. Very nice. Very nice. Very nice. (laughs) All right. Well, before we get into the show proper, let's talk about some wrestling stuff because I feel like this show, Carnage, is a really good um, time to talk about Dark Side of the Ring episodes. Did you did oh, you have a chance beautiful. to see the uh, the Chris Canyon episode? No, I heard all I heard all about it, dude, and um, I was reading about it just before. But I'm gonna plan on watching it probably right after we do this review. As a matter of fact. But to enlighten us anyway, because I want to know more about what the big fuss is about. Well, yeah, I mean, it's so it's about Chris Canyon. It's sort of a well-known story in professional wrestling that Chris was a closeted homosexual at a time in her business when, um, you know, that kind of thing was pretty, like, it was pretty dangerous to be be gay in wrestling at the time. Well... Um, Depends who you talk to, you know what I mean? Yeah, you know, there is the cream team. Wink, wink. Yeah, yeah. You, Shout out to Pat Patterson. Yeah. Down let's there go. or up there. Let, let's let's go banana. Um, <laughs> I'm sure he loved his banana. <laughs> yeah, he definitely liked the banana. Um, <laughs> but anyway, it was, a, it was a really interesting episode as they got into a lot of Chris's, like, um, his mental health issues that he had along with you know, the, the, the whole gay stuff. Right, right. Um, yeah. And they just talked about, like, you know, he he seemed pretty clearly to somebody who's lived with a person with bipolar. Um, oh, seemed pretty sure. clearly like he had, like, a, a pretty bad um, bipolar that I don't know that he was medicated for properly or that he was allowing himself to stay medicated, you know? Um, yeah, it's sad, dude, with his situation, no doubt about it. Because I, I was actually a fan of Canyons, dude. You know what, dude? I'm gonna be honest. I'm gonna be honest, and I know, like, I'm gonna get shit for this. Can I, I know. We, I said this. Here we go. I said this online too. Like, I was a big WCW fan. I couldn't right. stand Chris Canyon. Uh... <laughs> yeah. Sorry. I, I he wasn't interesting. There was something about his facials that always seemed like he was overselling and overplaying. Um, oh no. He wasn't like he. I'm not saying he was a total fucking goof or anything, but I'm just saying like, I, I would see him come on the screen and I would just be like, "Oh, this fucking guy again." It wasn't. <laughs> it wasn't like. It wasn't like. Oh, he's a he's a heel, so I don't like him. It wasn't like that. It was X Pac heat for me. It was go away heat. It was this fucking guy's on my on my TV screen. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> I don't know like th- they're talking about him as if he's like this this you know this underground genius uh, and this guy who if he just 
you know, if he just wasn't gay, they would have given him the right <laughs> shot and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, no. Canyon oh, please. is fucking boring. First of all, he fucking was United States champion. I'm pretty sure he was probably tag champion. He pretty much won everything but the World Heavyweight Championship. And let's be honest, Chris, this goes uh -huh. out to you especially. Uh -huh. Who better than Canyon? Yeah, but to me, like, honestly, who who better than Canyon always just sounded <laughs> like a really handicapped person trying to repeat, what about me, what about Raven? Uh, like, Well... Well, there was that sort of storyline between Canyon and Raven. I know. <laughs> uh. Speaking of Raven. <laughs> there he is. Um, it's either him or Sting. <laughs> is it either him or Sting? Oh, shit, man. You're on a roll, man. I could tell this shit really done your head in, didn't it? You know, it's the thing is, is like I watched the episode and while I felt sorry for the guy and I and I do feel sorry for the guy, there were a lot of things about this episode of Dark Side of the Ring that really brought home what I believe is the fact that the people running Dark Side of the Ring are trying to push as much controversy as they possibly can. So absolutely. Agreed. So they talked about they talked about the time when Canyon uh, came back to the WWE and he popped out of the box with the Undertaker and he was singing, <laughs> "Do you really want to hurt me?" And um, you know he got annihilated by Taker with some chair shots. Like I'm not gonna lie, watching these chair shots back <laughs> was a little uncomfortable. I'm not. Um, I'm not saying it was Stevie on Bradshaw uncomfortable, <laughs> uh, but Bradshaw deserved oh, yes, that so shit was. anyway. Um, no, that was it. Was that uncomfortable? Really? Let's be honest, bro. Yeah. <laughs> Let's um, be real. And you know why Taker was swinging for the fences? <laughs> I mean, that's just it. They, so they talk. They talk in the in the in the show about how you know Canyon felt like it was you know he was being punished for c coming out of the closet but he didn't come out of the closet until after he was fired like exactly so so i don't know and again like i'm a guy who lived with somebody with bipolar right i was married for 10 years to a woman with bipolar right and um it's hard even as somebody like me who's trained on how to be a social worker um it's still really really difficult sometimes when someone has really bad bipolar to work with them um, because they get overly sensitive. Sometimes they don't understand what's being said to them or they'll they'll get this obsession in their head and they'll run with it and run with it and run right. with it and they just can't let something go. So I really believe that there's a strong possibility and I know people are going to hate me for this, but I really believe that there's a strong possibility that a lot of like what Chris Canyon thought was punishment for being gay was just punishment because people didn't know how to deal with his mental health problems. Hmm. That's very controversial, Chris. And, but you know what? I like it because that's thinking outside the box and I bet nobody would have actually said that or even thought that. So Chris, the fact that you thought outside the box, that deserves a round of applause, bro. Well, thank Straight you, up. Thank you. No worries, bro. No, but really, for real, that's why 
He's my co-host, ladies and gents, right? Because Chris knows what he's talking about. And and in saying that, I bet he, really he 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 was he was getting initiated, man, into WWE at the time. Let's be real, man. This is how they treated every ex WCW wrestler in the past, anyway, by doing that shit. And I bet Undertaker swinging for the fences on Canyon like that, maybe that's what caused his fucking bipolar. Have you thought about that? Maybe the Taker really did take him down there, if you know what I mean. Uh, well, there was a lot. Of, he there was a lot of like instances where he seemed to be pretty ill before any of that, too. Though, right? Like, there was there was a guy who was like his one of his best friends, like his sort of confidant. Um, who wasn't was, DDP his best friend? One of his best friends. He, he was. They they were good friends, but no, this was. I can't remember what the guy's name was, but this guy was basically his best friend in real life. And they okay. were talking to him and they were saying that like Canyon would sometimes just kind of blow up, right? Like that he would get really aggressive. Sometimes he really? would even get kind of violent. Um, this guy describes a, a time where he actually had to pull a gun on Canyon to like tell him like, what? hey, calm the fuck down, man. No. <clears throat> yeah, well, and apparently this was after a really, really odd incident too, which makes me like this is one of the things that made me really question if if Canyon maybe didn't have some pretty severe bipolar or some kind of mental illness. He he took like being in the closet so seriously that apparently he and his friend paid a hooker to make a sex tape with Chris Canyon so that he could show it to the guys in the locker room to be like, I've heard I'm not about gay. that. I've heard about that in the shoot interview years ago. I've actually heard that before. And that apparently that's Jimmy. True. Yeah. That Jimmy is not something that goes through the brain of a normal person. Like, true. Even if you do want to keep a secret, right? You just right. no, you just no sell it. Right. You, you don't go to the extreme of here's, Oh, you think I'm gay? Here's my sex tape, man. That's <sighs> that's something else. That's something extra. Um, you know, so that's just a lot of things in this, a lot of things in the documentary made me sort of question if maybe Canyon if a lot of what happened with Canyon maybe had more to do with his mental illness than his sexuality. Oh, um, definitely. 100%. And listen, listen, you shouldn't you shouldn't be treating people in a shitty way whether they're mentally ill or gay or whatever. Right. Um, you know, in the same way that I don't think it's appropriate for Ric Flair to be whipping out his penis and helicoptering <laughs> it around. <laughs> Jesus. It's not appropriate, yeah. right? It's but not. Nah. It's not appropriate, but, you know, you've got you've got editing being done so that it sounds like people are saying, "Oh, I saw Rick make this woman touch my penis right you know, right and that's, that's what a lot of people took away right. from rv from rvd's comments because yep. if you're watching and, the he show, said that he said it straight out pretty much but he didn't that's the thing right. he and, was vague he was vague but it's not hard and to now that and together. now that he, well but that's just it that's the thing about creative editing right because you could have you could have had 25 minutes with rvd where you're talking about in general you know, sexual misconduct, right? And he goes, right. oh yeah, I saw all kinds of stuff. I saw that. I saw all kinds of stuff that the guys used to do, you know, like guys in this business used to drop H-bombs on girls and blah, 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 <laughs> blah, 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 right? Well, right. the thing is, is he, he can say that at one point in the in the show and it not have as much impact as if they push that into a different part of the show. 
Do you know what I mean? And RVD himself has come out and said, I never said I saw Rick do that. Yeah, and he also mentioned about how how creative producers can get with the editing and they can make it and they can make you say whatever they pretty much want. Yeah. So I mean he's pretty much telling I mean that, like I said it does it doesn't take a rocket scientist to figure out what he's meaning, right? If people yeah. don't understand him then what can I tell you you're not quite right, you know what I'm saying? But but really yeah, look man he, I, even if it was about his sexuality and, you know, that played into his mental illness, it still mm-hmm. s- goes back to his mental illness anyway. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So it all stems back to that, you know what I'm saying? And, yeah, man, look, we, we've all have our down days, you know what I mean? But when you describe bipolar, and I know a few people with bipolar, heck, even I thought for a minute I had bipolar, but I was never like that, though. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. Like, sure, I can get depressed. I mean, we all can, right? Yeah, that's just the thing. If you can point to something real in your life, and if you can say, I'm depressed because of this, generally that's not a thing that that comes back to mental illness. Usually with bipolar and mental illness, that kind of depression, it just gets there. Snap. Out of nothing. There's no no real thing that's bringing you to that depressed state. I mean – also, like people with bipolar can get depressed about real life stuff, just like you and I can. Of course, of course, right. But the difference is that you and I aren't in the middle of doing something we like doing, and then all of a sudden we get depressed. Yeah, that's that's see, having this discussion, right, makes me realize I was never bipolar. Right. <laughs> do you know what I'm trying to say? Like, because that's not me. Like, if I was bipolar, I wouldn't be able to do this right now. I'll put it that way. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, I, it's like you're saying pretty much like we could be doing this show right now, right? We're live worldwide, yep. right? Mm-hmm. And one of us just breaks down and just loses their shit and starts crying and whatnot, right? Yeah, we're in the middle of talking about CM Punk and Powerhouse Hobbs and then all of a sudden I start sobbing at the top of my lungs. <laughs> oh, well, that makes sense. You know what I mean? Because it's CM <laughs> Punk, dude. I mean, <laughs> I'm just saying, I mean, there are people out there that did sob over him, but... Yeah, man. I mean, it's, 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 well, it's true, right? But, um, yeah, man, look, it's a serious fucking thing, man. Um, look, I know people, like, I'll give you a quick story. I've got a friend of mine, right? Now, he pissed me off like a few days ago, right? I'll say it out there. Shout outs to you, Mickey, because I know you won't hear this, right? Because you don't give a shit anyway about wrestling. But fuck it, I'll say it even if you hear it. Yeah, what up, Mickey? But anyway, this guy, he 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 was getting on my nerves, bro. Like he, like he would. He all he does is complain about his life, and he'll say he's got bipolar and whatnot. But then he'll get aggressive with you, right? Mm-hmm. So like I, you know, I, I had enough. I got up and fucking and said, "Sit the fuck down before I fucking hit you," right? Because <laughs> he's getting on my nerves, right? Mm-hmm. And basically, cut a long story short, short, <clears throat> he backed the fuck up. Like he got in my face, but the minute I, you know, I stood my ground. He backed the fuck up and fucking ran off pretty much. Then he was making the excuse, oh, sorry, bro, I'm bipolar, blah, 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 right? And it's like, I don't know, man. Are you bipolar? I don't know. Like, because really I haven't known this guy for too long, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, so I don't know what to believe because some people fucking use that as an excuse. Others actually have that problem, you know what I mean? 
because I mean it is a sickness, dude. I mean, depression okay. and bipolar are two different things, dude. And I don't and I don't know if it's a chemical imbalance. Yeah, it is. It's uh basically the the dopamine um receptors in your brain don't work properly. So the dopamine receptors are basically the things that tell you you're happy when you're happy or right, tell right. you you're sad when you're sad. Your brain literally like pumps full of chemicals. The problem yeah. with people with bipolar is that the chemicals pump into their brain at odd times. So that's what I mean by like in the middle of, you know, doing something that you love, all of a sudden your brain chemicals go off and tell you you're sad. So you're sad. Oh, that's weird. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, no, that's weird, man. And then, like I said, people use it as a buzzword and say, oh, you know, I'm bipolar, but there's bipolar and then there's bipolar. You know what I'm saying? And, and just yeah, bipolar is not sexy. Like you, you no. see that all the time with people where they think that bipolar is like, oh yeah, you want to find a good bipolar girl because they're yeah, great. What the fuck is wrong with people, dude? No, no, you don't. That's like <laughs> that's like these people you see where they're like, where they're like, oh, like I see this from stupid young people all the time where they where they have something on their social media about, oh, I want a romance like Joker and Harley. Uh, uh, you want a no. homicidal psychopath <laughs> to twist and warp you to the point where you worship them but they still don't give a shit about you and then they continue to torture you that's what you want that's the relationship you want you dumb fuck, fuck yeah, this bipolar is not sexy yeah I don't, I don't understand kids today bro or fucking people like I, I really don't man because they're weird dude yeah, like, well, you know what I mean get off my fucking lawn yeah get off Chris's lawn man <laughs> crying out loud but seriously no but for real what the fuck is wrong with you people why is it cool to be fucking depressing and fucking emo and shit you know what I mean I don't know I, man <laughs> I don't get it bro I don't get it I don't know it's, it's those damn millennials bro it's fucking millennials <laughs> God, damn it <clears throat> <laughs> well anyway man i mean and but it was anything else to touch on with the canyon not um, really i mean it's a good episode you know they they talk about a lot of, like a lot of people sort of again like people talk it up as if you know oh if canyon would have come around 10 years later he would have been the greatest I don't agree no, with that. No, no, no. I no, like no. listen, Chris Canyon was always a very good technician in the ring. I, like when I say I didn't like him, I'm not saying that I thought he was bad. Just the same way that I don't think Sean Waltman was a bad technician. I think that he was great. He was a ring. great technician. Yeah, he actually was. You know, I'm but, talking about Sean Waltman now. That yeah, Walt well, both of them, they were great. Yeah, but yeah. No. There was just something about Chris Canyon that like if you were a WCW fan you know what I'm talking about he came on your screen and it was just like oh this fucking all right. Again. all right all right let me be honest all right you want to be completely fucking honest all right yeah he looked like a fucking dopey dork all right how's that yeah, he did he didn't right. he didn't have the right look and that's why they put him under a mask with the mortis gimmick that's mortis right <laughs> but 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 hey he looked like a dork from New York. <laughs> yes. Do you see what I did there? Dork from New York. <laughs> You're a poet. You my... didn't even know it. <laughs> oh, man. Don't make me fucking rap. I'm telling <laughs> you, bro. Don't make me drop bars, bro. No, no. But for real, 
you know, RIP to Canyon, who better than Canyon? I guess nobody because he's down there now, I guess, or up there. RIP, I'm sorry he took his life. Yeah. But I'm sorry, people like that that scream for the for attention. Sometimes I don't feel bad for them, man, and I I'm probably gonna get heat for saying that. Hey, my auntie committed suicide, bro. So I know how it feels. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But you know, in his case, it, he comes across. I know. I, I hate to say it, man, but spoiled almost like a spoiled child, bro. Yeah, there was a lot of. I think that a lot of his life was spent reaching out for love. Um, and I think that you can understand that as somebody who was, you know, a closeted homosexual and, you know, felt very much like he had to hide who he was. So I imagine wow. that feeling like anyone loved him was always pretty difficult. And I can imagine a person who's already going through that in their life right. to have that as a wrestler too. I mean, we all know that wrestling you know, is a lot about ego, right? People want to hear the the cheer of the crowd. They want the adulation. You know, if if you think that wrestlers don't care about the PWI 500, like kick yourself in the face because they care. They (laughs) They do fucking fucking care, care. bro. Oh, yes, they do. And they always have. Yeah. So these guys, they, they, they focus in on like, whether or not they're popular, those kinds of things bother them. It gets to them. So you can imagine a person who already can't really feel like he can receive the love that he wants in life, right? As a homosexual person, he can't, you know, he feels like he's not allowed to receive the love that he really feels. Um, And then for him to also then not be terribly popular as a professional wrestler I, I can imagine how hard that would be for somebody like that. And I, you know, rest in peace, Chris Canyon. Um, it's tragic when someone like that passes. But just because someone passes and just because it is tragic, I don't think that that means that we need to pretend like they were the greatest of all time. You know, yeah. um, uh, you know, shout outs to the Blue Meanie, who was a great character wrestler. But I mean, if he dies, you know, in some tragic car accident or something next week, I guarantee you, you know, Dark Side of the Ring is going to do an episode about how the Blue Meanie, if he just would have been a wrestler 10 years later, would have been the greatest of all time. It's not the oh. case. We we don't need to do that with every single wrestler. What the fuck was that? I don't know. <laughs> well, I hope that wasn't Kenyon from fucking Beyond the Grave. Hopefully because... not. Or the Blue Meanie. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> or the Blue Meanie. That was weird. But uh, <laughs> that was really weird. But I don't know what the fuck. I didn't do nothing, dude. That was that was weird. But I just want to say one more thing about these dark side of the ring fucking producers and directors and whatnot, right? Mm-hmm. I'll, me and Jago were touching on this last week about it, but these guys are doing more hurt to the business right now than good. I'm sorry, man. They've been getting too controversial to the point where they're doing it for a reaction and they're twisting some truths even, dude. They're actually being caught out with some bullshit, bro. And these no, guys claim that. No, for real. And these guys claim to be fucking, you know, pro wrestling fans all their lives. Well, motherfuckers, you're going to do the fucking Vince McMahon steroid trial next, right? Which we all fucking know about, right? But get this, Chris. With today's cancel culture and whatnot, what's the bet 
WB and Vince McMahon's going to get extreme heat when this fucking comes out, dude. Oh, 100%. I mean, I already think that they got heat because of the Ric Flair thing. And Yeah. And- well, yeah, exactly. So, I mean, this is going to get worse. So if these motherfuckers, <laughs> man, like even care about professional wrestling, right? Mm-hmm. Just let it go, man. We all know already, man. These new fucking generation of so-called wrestling fans, they're no good, man. They're just fucking there to fucking criticize and fucking criticize and criticize and tell you how fucking you're wrong for saying what you said and you can't say shit. These are the cancer in the fucking business, bro. I'm sorry. Even these type of fans. And and I know we're going to get heat for saying that because they're going to be like, say you're saying... You fucking stick up for people that fucking abuse women and blah, blah, blah. No, it's not about that, right? Mm-hmm. It's the fact that you motherfuckers have to make everything into a bigger deal than what it is and then absolutely not only cancel other people but cancel the frigging wrestlers themselves because in your eyes they did something wrong. I mean, look at Velveteen Dream, bro. Yeah. I mean, he's done and he got found not guilty. There's no evidence of him doing what he did. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, even Marty Skrull, you know, Marty Marty Skrull is done, bro. And I was a huge fan of his legit. And he's being judged by everyone worldwide based on American laws, you know, which is bullshit, which is straight up bullshit. Yeah. And I mean, and I mean, listen, I'm like, I'm with people when they say like, you know, it's, it's pretty fucked up to have sex with a 16 year old no no it is fucked up right but i'm not gonna it's fucked up but it's not illegal where he's from. right exactly and it's not illegal even where i'm from dude or (laughs) where i'm from well there you go so america we're looking at you the world doesn't evolve around you motherfuckers i know it seems like it does and it probably does (laughs) right but fucking but seriously like come on man like you know we're from other parts of the planet too where there's different laws for different fucking situations you know what i mean yep just let it be the guy is english he got found he was never he done nothing wrong sure he's a pervert he's a perv he's definitely a pervert (laughs) he's definitely a bit desperate because marty if you ever hear listen to us right dude you could have picked up any bitch you wanted, bro. Why did you have to go for a child, like a 16-year-old? That is pretty fucked up because, you know, let's yeah. be real, Chris. You and I wouldn't fucking do that. No, I wouldn't have sex legal with a 16-year-old. No. Yeah. Right. But but again, like, Jimmy, like, the, here's the thing, right? Like, I grew up as a Latter-day Saint, right? Like a Mormon. Yeah, and so I understand that you can't judge everyone in the world based off of your own personal moral standards, right? Right. I've never drank alcohol before, Jimmy. And I personally think that alcohol is just not good for society. But I, I also don't think it should be illegal. Do you know what I mean? No, like, absolutely. I don't. I, and when somebody tells me they drink, I'm not automatically like, oh, what a piece of shit you are. I'm just like, cool. You know, you do you. And I'm, I'm going to keep doing what I do, which is not to drink. Right. Right. So, so. You know, in in certain in circumstances like this, you know, unless we're talking about extremes, I don't get too like into the weeds on what's good and what's bad. Like, listen, if Ric Flair really did force someone to touch his penis, that's wrong and that's bad. The problem is I don't find the witness in that case to be credible 
because she's a person yep. who was literally arrested for diamond heisting. <laughs> right. I, she's I don't she's funny. like, I don't find that person to be credible. I'm sorry. I, you know, um, you know, with the 16 year old and everything, it's like, okay, like I wouldn't do it. I think it's kind of fucked up, but at the same time, like it's legal and she's not that far off. If we were talking about Marty's girl having sex with an 11 year old, I'd be like, fuck oh, him, hang him up by his dude, fucking nutsack dude. and never talk about him again. Right? right. But this isn't the same thing. Like technically, like anyone who's gone through like the full process of puberty, like that's the like scientific marker. That is the natural marker that nature gives to us that a person is ready to have sex. That's yeah. what puberty is. Absolutely. So, so like, I know that, like, I know you could get some heat for that, but I'm saying like, oh, I also like, and again, not me, I wouldn't want to do it. Right. But I can understand how some people, if they believe in nature and they believe in natural laws being more important and such, like I can understand how somebody might, you know, tell themselves that that's okay. And I'm not going to, crucify people because they follow different rules than what I would. Right. Absolutely. Perfectly put, Chris. It's true. You get another round of applause, bro, because the listeners are absolutely agreeing with you, apparently. But, um, right. but dude, no, but for real, I mean, I don't understand why everybody now has something to say about everything. You know what I mean? It just, it drives me nuts, bro. And shout outs to Chris, Chris Umaja or Umaha. What up, dude? Thanks for tuning in. But um, yeah, like, like <laughs> I was saying, everybody has to have a say. And it's fucking crazy, bro. Like, and, and why should we be careful about fucking stating our opinions anyway, man? That's bullshit. Yeah. You know what I mean? The thing is, is that we shouldn't be careful about that's it. That's right. We shouldn't have to be careful about it. Um, we should, you know... The way that I the way that I honestly think about this is that a really healthy society is always okay with having a conversation about something. Right. Um, you know, if somebody wants to and even crazy things and if people want to express their crazy opinions, a healthy society is perfectly all right with that. In a healthy Absolutely. society, you you can have a conversation about um, you know, you know, this is what Hitler said in Mein Kampf and you can have a conversation about why he may have felt the way that he felt, right? We all understand that Hitler was a fucking crazy person, okay? Right. No. Nothing will convince you of the insanity of Adolf Hitler more than listening to Adolf Hitler because he was <laughs> a crazy motherfucker who said a bunch of crazy fucking shit, right? right? But a healthy society can actually listen to what he's saying and then critique it. But the society that we live in today seems to be so like so afraid of conversation that what we're actually doing is we're taking away the ability to even have the conversation about difficult things, right? Um, you can't even have a conversation about transgenderism without oh. people getting angry, without Facebook blocking you, without Twitter oh. deleting your account, without, 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 right? right? So. And we I've got experience to, with that. <laughs> yeah. Well, we should be able to have conversations about things that we, you know, have questions about. And if we can't, 
that is a that is a sign of a society which is sick and which is um, not very confident in itself. Yeah, actually, that's well put. Not very confident with themselves because I just don't understand where did this come from? Who was the fucking dweeb? That first started. It's social media, really, man. That's what's caused this shit, bro. Because mm. everybody now has got a fucking mouth. You know what I mean? Or should I say, everybody's got fingers? You know, you know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, it, it's crazy, man. And and I hate that, man. I hate the society we live in. And it's not just in one place. It's all over the world. This shit is happening, man. In particular, mm. like our countries, including the USA, the UK. You know, us. We yeah. all seem to have fucking the West, the West right? Yeah. We seem to have a fucking opinion that we ourselves think our opinions matter. And I'm not talking about you and I. I'm just talking about the snowflakes out there that have to bitch about absolutely everything. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely, dude. It's 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 pretty nuts when you when you take a look at like when you take a look at what goes on and just like the problems that are going on, but. Um, you know what? Let's uh, let's stop talking about that because I think at this point we've gone like forty five minutes without <laughs> getting into rampage, <laughs> and um, you know it's almost it's almost like at this point we've spent as much time not talking about rampage as there were <laughs> ads on rampage. <laughs> well put, man. Actually, I'm, I just wanted to touch on one more thing before we actually get into rampage. Last week we spoke about COVID. For 40 minutes. I don't know if you realize that, Chris. And if you remember, yes, 40 minutes. And if you remember, I said, oh, here we go. If you if you don't want to hear us talk about politics or COVID, skip 10 minutes. And you replied to me saying, oh, no, we're going to be under 10 minutes. Fast forward yeah. 40 minutes. <laughs> oh, shit. And mind you, this is the night of Kenny versus fucking... Brian Danielson, but we'll talk about politics, man. But but that's it is what it is. So I guess now, I know you haven't done a fast center in a long time, but maybe we've <laughs> somehow fused professional wrestling with the fast center, bro. Yeah, it's the uh, the far carnage, <laughs> the far carnage on rampage. <laughs> <laughs> Oh. Anyway, all right, let's get into some of that professional wrestling, right? All right. Well, I mean, we have been talking about wrestling because, I mean, the, you know, well, the, we talked about the far side of the ring and all that other stuff. So, you know, it's been wrestling based, at least. Not that's our that. show, bro. The far side of the ring. You mean the dark side of the ring? Oh, yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> all right. Okay. Let's get into it because, uh, you know, we start off with kind of a big deal as uh, CM Punk is uh, is wrestling uh, for the first time for free on free TV in seven years. CM Punk is uh, is having a wrestling match. Jimmy, yep. it's clobbering time. Yeah, and you know what, dude? This was a much better match than what he had with Darby Allen, dude. I actually like this match a lot, bro. And you know what? Powerhouse Hobbs is the real deal, man. He fucked up Punk, bro, in many ways. He, uh, I really honestly believe that Powerhouse Hobbs has some serious star potential here. Yeah. Fuck yeah, bro. I'm a believer, man. He's not fucking Ice Chain Hobbs anymore, man. He's just Powerhouse Hobbs to me now, bro. He's the real yeah. deal, man. I really truly think he, he's going to become a big deal. And I love his style, bro. He's a fucking hard-hitting motherfucker. He doesn't give a fuck. 
I mean, yep. look at look. And Punk, by the end of that match, he was like, "What the fuck am I doing here at this age, doing this shit?" Because he's getting beat up, bro. He's starting to look real beat up. And to be fair, he botched himself, hence why his face was busted. Yeah, he did. Um, a couple of things about the match that I wanted to point out. First of all, Punk was was wearing trunks again. Yeah, right. Absolutely. Which surprised me. And he looks like the Punk of old like this. <laughs> Weird enough. Yeah, he looked he looked really good actually, and and um, mm-hmm. he gave a lot to Hobbs in this match. Um, there's no doubt that he doesn't have to do that for a guy like Powerhouse Hobbs, but um, but so I was impressed with that. Um, he elevated him, bro, for real. He actually did, even though Hobbs lost. I think he shined, bro. Yep, yeah, absolutely. Um, there's a couple of good. There's a couple of good spots here. Uh, Punk hits some of his, you know, what you expect him to hit. He does the uh, top rope elbow drop, which gets uh, <clears throat> you still got it chant from the crowd. Um, I fucking hate that chant, bro. I'm not gonna I hate, lie. I hate a lot of what AEW crowds <laughs> do, but uh, you know, this was the same New York crowd from from last week. From well, from from Dynamite. Um, right. They're great. They were great in this show too. They were they were loud. They were giving responses. They were they were booing heels and cheering faces and sometimes doing the reverse. But <laughs> it was good. It was really good. Um, the ending of the match pretty cool here. Uh, Punk goes for the cross arm breaker. He switches to a triangle. Uh, Hobbs does the pickup power bomb, a la uh, well, oddly enough, Rampage Jackson. Um, <laughs> That's a good one. Yeah. <laughs> um, Hobbs charges at Punk. Punk ducks. Hobbs collides with Hook. Uh, Hook goes to the mat. Uh, Punk's able to hit the GTS, get the win. Um, yeah, it was a really good match. Like I said, he gave Hobbs more than he really needed to. Um, but both men worked really hard here. Um, I liked that Hook got involved, but is it just me, Jimmy, or is there way too many um, moments in AEW in general where the heels get involved and they still lose? Uh, yeah. I mean, well, it depends because Alistair Black keeps getting wins. He's a heel supposedly, right? Mm-hmm. So... Uh, did I say Alistair Black? I meant Malacca Black, sorry. Yeah. So, like, there, there's an exception there, and I guess MJF gets a few wins, except for Jericho. But uh, in saying that, yeah, I mean... Well, like last... Well, like on, on Dynamite, for instance, right? So... <laughs> uh, Tully has... You know, Tully's the extra man, you know, in the tag match. He sets up a chair. He jumps up on the apron. He does this. He does that. He's interfering constantly, and yet his guys are constantly losing, right? So Sting gets yeah. the win last week, right? The week before that, uh, Darby beat um, Sean Spears in spite of yes. interference from Tully. It's like there's a lot of times where the heels will cheat, and then they don't win. And it to me, it just seems like sort of ass backwards booking because you're burying the heels even further. Because what you're saying is, even when they cheat, they still can't win. 
And I don't know. I just feel like it kind of buries things a little bit, but maybe that's just a personal feeling. Well, you ain't wrong. You know what I mean? Especially like when it comes to the only heels that fucking always win is pretty much the Bucks and fucking, you know, the elite pretty much, right? Mm-hmm. That that always, you know, pretty much go over like week in, week out. But, uh, you know, you you ain't wrong. I mean, look, look, look at the pinnacle. They're just a bunch of goofs, bro. Yeah, and there's no connectivity between them. Like, they should all have a T-shirt or something. Do you know what I mean? Like, you knew who was in the NWO because they all had the T-shirt. They all came out to the same music. They all, you know, wore black and white. Um, there was connectivity, right? So you knew. Right. And with the four horsemen, everybody came out and they held up the four on their on their fingers. They would have a four horsemen shirt or they would yeah. come out to the same music. Right? Um, right. There was connectivity, right? DX, everybody came out with, again, it's, you know, they've got the same shirt, they've got the same co- color scheme, same music. They come out, there's connectivity. You know, the members of DX are in DX. Right. Um, Absolutely. There's just You're nothing, right. there's just nothing connecting. Go to bed, my love. Okay. Okay. I love you. Sorry, my little girl. Uh, no, you're right. <laughs> That's all good. Um, but yeah, there's just nothing connecting the pinnacle. Like they just seem like they're, you know, four completely separate guys who really have nothing to do with each other. But every once in a while, you know, somebody mentions that they're in the pinnacle. That's not how you do stables. Well, not even the freaking commentators even mention that, that they're a stable anymore, to be fair. I mean, and, uh, you know, this, you know, remember the Jake song started from the bottom. Now we're here. Yeah. Well, in the Pinnacles case, we started at the bottom when we're still here, man, because they have not reached no fucking Pinnacle. Yeah. I don't even know why they call themselves that. I don't know either. They do jobs on TV constantly. and um... Right. They should just be called the Job Squad, you know, like Al Snow's old Job Squad. Totally, yeah. Other than MJF. Awesome. Hey, Speaking. what does everybody want? Right. What does everybody want, Chris? World peace. Um, <laughs> and what does everybody need, Chris? Vaccinations. Yeah. <laughs> and if and if you damn peasants would only get vaccinated to the point where we had sixty percent vaccinated, we could open back up. Did I say sixty percent? I meant seventy. 60. Oh, did I say seventy? I meant eighty. Did I say eighty? I meant we all have to be vaccinated. We all have to have booster shots and everyone still oh. has to wear a mask because fuck your freedom. Oh, yeah. I mean, speaking of 70s, at least you, your guys went from 60. We went from 70 to 80 and we're still here. Yeah, well, you know what I mean? just like so the they just talk started shit. from the bottom and you're still fucking there. <laughs> yeah, <clears throat> exactly. All right. Well, speaking of starting from the bottom, uh, next up here, we've got uh, the ultimate power bottoms, the elite, uh, taking on Christian and Jurassic Express. Beat Uh, the meat. Beat beat, beat the meat. Your meat. Beat beat your meat. Beat your meat. Beat beat (laughs) your meat. Super gay. Super gay party. (laughs) Super gay. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> He's too good. 
Well, yeah, you know what, man? This match actually exceeded my expectations, bro. I'm not going to lie. This was a fun fucking match, bro. Yeah, it, uh, it was good. It was there, fun, bro. Let's be – come on. It was it uh, was good. It was fun. I feel – like I really believe this. I feel like um, if you're going to have the Young Bucks on my TV, that match needs to include Christian – because I think he's probably just about the only guy in AEW who would have the clout to just tell them backstage, "Hey, you got to slow the fuck down. I don't, I don't care. Slow the fuck down. Slow the fuck down." You said, Chris. I didn't yeah. see no slowing the fuck down in this match. Yeah. Um, okay. This gets this gets my um, everyone was everywhere doing everything. Uh, yeah comment here um also why in the fuck are you pinning the biggest strongest fastest most <laughs> most athletically impressive guy in the group why is he taking the pin wait wait wait. and but wait chris there's more not only did he eat the pin but adam cole bay bay gave him a canadian destroyer for the win which was a nice one, but a little motherfucking midget done a Canadian destroyer. Talk about destroying a fucking wrestler right now in Luchasaurus because you know what? For the first time ever, other than him in Lucha Underground, he impressed me. But I'm not an idiot either because Cole and the Bucks made him look good, bro. They really yeah, did, bro. Absolutely. you got to give him that. They really did make him look fucking good, man. Absolutely, but I was I was like personally shocked that the Canadian Destroyer got a win here because I was like, what, <laughs> what the fuckity fuck? How did the Canadian Destroyer get a win? A Canadian Destroyer is basically an arm drag in AEW. Oh, Everybody does the Canadian Destroyer. Every, there was Canadian Destroyers on the aprons and Canadian double Canadian Destroyers and Canadian Destroyers through glass <laughs> tables and always I a can- two count. So... Always, but this one, I didn't know it was Adam Cole's finisher, bro. But you know what? It looked impressive, but it looks bad. It looks bad on Lucha. I mean, Lucha Underground on Luchasaurus, right? It looks yeah. really bad, dude, because you lost to a little five foot seven motherfucker. And I, and I love Adam Cole. He's he's awesome, right? But come on, man. Yeah, he's tiny. Let's come be, on, man. Let's be real. Let's be real here, man. You know what I mean? Like, come on. And a Canadian destroyer, like, really, Luchasaurus, really. You green yeah. fuck. You giant green dipshit. Um, Bad. Anyway, whatever. Less young bucks on my television, please. <laughs> super Sorry. gay party. Super gay. It's a super gay party. And they're <laughs> super gay. Um, <clears throat> Sorry, I was going to just quickly say, I don't know how Luchasaurus in the back while they're having their meetings – discussing their match and what they're going to do, how he would be like, yeah, you're going to give me a Canadian destroyer and then you're going to pin me for the one, two, three, all five foot seven of you. Yeah. How do you, how would you be down for that? If I was Luchasaurus, I'd be like, fuck no, you're going to, not only are you going to get the, you're not going to get the pin on me, but fuck no, you're doing a Canadian destroyer on me and then taking the pin. Come on, man. 
dude, maybe it's time you find another profession because clearly you're a bitch. Sorry, Luchasaurus. It is what it is, bro. Clearly, you're just a little bambino of a fucking dinosaur, bro. You're big for yeah, nothing. You're more like Littlefoot. Littlefoot. You know who Littlefoot really is, right? Littlefoot? Yeah. He's pretty infamous, except they call him the baby arm. What? Yeah, Ric Flair, nature boy. Oh, Jesus <laughs> Christ. Woo! You know no, who no. That I'm talking about is? the land before time, the little foot, the dinosaur. Come on, <laughs> I man. Know. I know, I know. I'm just saying that's what they call fucking Slick Rick, and I'm not talking about the rapper. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> okay, yeah. Um, Dino, uh, dinosaur guy, um, you need to learn how to say – that doesn't nah. work for me, brother. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It doesn't work for me, brother. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. Like, I feel like I feel like Hulk Hogan needs to like take um, Luke Cage. Wait, no, that's not his name. What's his name? <laughs> oh, Luke Cage. Yeah, Luke Cage. Is it? Nah, is Brian it? Cage. It's on about Brian Cage. Okay, yeah, yeah. Luke Cage is from Mortal Kombat. Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> no, that's Johnny Cage. Chris. Right. Well, who's Luke Cage? It doesn't matter. Um, yeah, so I mean, I feel like Hulk Hogan needs to take Brian Cage and Luchasaurus to the side for like a day and just like, ha- you know, have him, have him be like, okay, hey, now repeat after me and just teach them this one phrase. Well, that doesn't work for me, brother. <laughs> oh, that's brilliant. Like, just Seriously. repeat it for like a full 12 hours. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit that is too good bro seriously yeah for like a whole 12 hours it doesn't work for me brother like yeah. just <laughs> it's as simple as that just over and over man the Hulk would be like it doesn't work for me brother you know what I mean and that's it man it's that easy Luchasaurus you're big for nothing dummy yeah and you can use it, and you can use it in all kinds of different uh, <laughs> different situations, brother. You know, my uh, my restaurant manager once came to me, and he said, uh, "He said, Hulk, we have to we have to use more expensive uh, pasta if we want our pasta restaurant to work." And I just looked at him and I said, "Well, what's the overhead cost?" And he said, "It'll cost an extra two percent, but." You know, we'll get better reviews. And I just said, 2%. That doesn't work for me, brother. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> and you know what else you need to teach him? What's that? I've got creative control, brother. I've got creative control in my contract, brother. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, fucking hell, that was good. That was good, man. So uh, I guess not only do we have Hulk's Corner on our shows, but we got Hulk's School of Thought in professional wrestling and how it doesn't work for me, brother. Maybe that should be the show. It doesn't work for me, brother. That should be the title of the show for sure. (laughs) doesn't work for me, brother. That is too good, man. That is that is brilliant, man. <laughs> you can just have Hulk like commenting on like really stupid shit people are doing <laughs> in professional wrestling, right? 
<laughs> Tell me that wouldn't be a ratings hit. Oh, that'd be great. Oh man, and, and just, have, keep... just have him be like, just just like, you know, have him show a clip of like, you know, introducing uh, Keith Bearcat Lee. <laughs> just pause it, zoom in on Hogan's face. <laughs> that doesn't work for me, brother. <laughs> you know what else doesn't work for me, brother? Uh, fucking Bron Breaker. Bron? <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Vince McMahon, why are you so fucking dumb? Uh, and then it zooms in on Hogan's, fa- on Hogan's face again. That doesn't work for me, brother. <laughs> oh, you just show... You just show this clip of like this kid training, right? And he's like very, he's very clearly Rick Steiner's son, right? And he's like this huge jacked motherfucker, right? And he's got like, he's got like this good, like natural charisma, right? And he, uh, people, people are sort of naturally drawn to him. He looks like Rick. He works like Scott. You know what uh, I mean? He's even yeah, got tights does, that right. look like Scott, right? You show him have like conversations with Rick and Scott. Right. And like Hogan's watching this and he's like getting really into it. And then and then they come up to introducing from Michigan, Braun Breaker. Zoom in on Hogan's face. That doesn't work for me, brother. Oh, fuck. Fucking hell. Professional wrestling, man. Oh, man. I'm crying. I'm in tears, bro. I'm not going to lie. I swear to God. Uh. Oh, I'm in tears. Because when you said about the camera panning to Hogan's face and him saying it doesn't work for me, brother, I could <laughs> his fucking picture. Oh, God. Oh, oh, Hogan, man. No matter what anyone fucking says about you, brother, I'll always be a Hulkamaniac. I don't give a man, fuck. Man, he's going to call in next week and be really mad at me for all these fucking impressions. <laughs> I'm giving you gold here, Hulk. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I can't wait for fucking Hogan's corner. Scratch that. It's going to be, it don't work for me, brother. That's, That's what it's going to be called. That is the best name for a Hulk Hogan spot. <laughs> um, anyway, Dan Lambert gets nuclear fucking heat in New York. Uh, I, I was listening to this crowd and I was just like, oh my God. <laughs> Can we just uh, stay in New York and Chicago forever? Like, well, awesome. they are pretty much staying in New York till the week after, and they do Chicago again. I mean, right, fuck, right. you might as well call them fucking Chicago Elite Wrestling. <laughs> pretty much. So this was a match. Um, yeah, it was a uh, Scorpio Sky and um, Ethan Page taking on Jericho and Hager. Um, mm. The match, uh, the the heels get a little bit here. The faces pretty much dominate. Uh, there's a pretty cool spot, I thought, where Jericho and Hager both lock in their submissions. Uh, yeah. Lambert interferes. Scorpio gets the win with the roll-up. Um, this was all basically just leading to the post-match stuff, which was I thought was really cool. Um, Jericho and Hager get their hands on Lambert, and then the members of America American Top Team... 
They surround the ring. They jump in. Uh, they attack Jericho and Hager. Uh, Paige Van Zandt uh, beats oh, up Jericho with brass knuckles. <laughs> oh, my God. I don't know uh, if you know this, Jimmy, but Paige Van Zandt really sucks. <laughs> like, I guess hot, what, bro? But she's terrible. If I was Jericho, you know what I would have said? Yeah, I, I know. <laughs> I can guess. but <laughs> Take a guess. Uh, that doesn't work for me, brother. <laughs> Spot on. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Tony. I thought I, 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 I'm sorry, Tony. I thought I heard you just say to me that you wanted a, a 125 pound woman to get in the ring <laughs> and then beat me up. Oh, oh shit. Uh, <laughs> I'm not sure how I can tell you this, Tony, but, uh, <laughs> At the I, for me, I hate brother. saying this. I really, you know, I don't, I don't like having to say this all the time. Oh, but uh, yeah, that doesn't fucking work for me, brother. I didn't know that th- that effect was there, but fuck, it is, man. Awesome. Oh, um, that's what I was thinking. That's what made it funny. I was like, oh, damn, that's perfect. So oh, then they pick Jericho shit. up and Jorge <laughs> Masvidal uh, hits him with Daniel Bryan's finisher. <laughs> wait, wait, wait for it. <laughs> so, I mean, if I'm Daniel Bryan, right, and somebody comes to me and they're like, and they're like hey, Jorge Masvidal is going to hit the running knee on Jericho to end the segment. You know what I'm saying, Jimmy? <laughs> she wanted to attack Chris. Well, if I'm Daniel Bryan, I'm probably I'm probably Say saying no. some shit about. I, well, if I'm Daniel Bryan, I'm probably saying some shit about how fruit is technically the sperm of trees. But but like, oh, man. you know, if I'm if I'm anyone else, I'm probably going. You're gonna use my finisher. Uh. Uh, that doesn't work for me, brother. <laughs> Man, I, I, I'm not going to lie. I don't think I've laughed this hard in a long time. I was pretty pissed off before the as you know, Chris, right? Yeah. Oh, man. But this is uh, – this meant my friend – I. I I know I was watching Rampage and not laughing at it, but fuck, it feels like it was one big joke now. Like, seriously. Oh, man. When are these wrestlers going to learn that if it doesn't work, brother, it doesn't work? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Jesus yep. Christ. You say and whatever just, you want about Hulk Hogan. There's a reason why he made more money than anyone else in wrestling. Uh, it's literally just, because he learned how to say no. <laughs> 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 I'm gonna overuse that now, but fucking um, man, look, I just want to touch more, touch on one thing, right? Jesus Christ, I'm in tears. My nose is blocked from laughter. It's not COVID, but ah, uh, shit, that threw me off, bro. <laughs> there was something I was meant to touch on about that freaking. Ma- oh yeah, um, ah, fuck, I forgot, bro. Shit, I'm dead to forgotten. Doesn't matter. It'll come back to me. Please All continue. Right. Okay, well, moving right along. Um, the Lucha Brothers and Santana and Ortiz um take on Private Party and the Butcher and the Blade um 
and Matt Hardy sure. and Jack Evans and Alex Abrahantes. 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 Okay. Abrahantes. That's how you say it or some shit like that. Okay, you know how I usually don't try to cover what happens in these fucking matches because they're just so crazy. I'm gonna, I'm gonna give it a, I'm gonna give it a real chance here. Okay, so there's a brawl to start that uh, basically ends up with H2O or H, no, the HFO, uh, not oh, H2O, yes. which was right. a different thing or never was because it was. I don't know. Two hybrid, hybrid two. <laughs> Some I can't remember. Uh, anyway, the the HFO are on the floor with all the and then all the baby faces are doing crazy dives to the floor. Um, ev so everyone's just standing around, which quailing call, again, right? Which we call quail dives. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, Penta and Ortiz then combine for a double team splash on Blade for a near fall. Um, lots of uh, double moves in and out of the ring. Private Party hit Ortiz with a flipping DDT on the floor. Um, a flipping DDT on the floor and Ortiz isn't dead, which... Wrong. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Hardy threatened to cut the hair of Santana. I don't know why... The whole idea of haircutting, I guess, is like on his mind lately because he's going to get more into that later. Um, <sighs> so anyway, he threatened to cut Santana's hair. Orange Cassidy comes out. Jack Evans tried to cut him off, ate the orange punch. Um, once we get back from commercial, which um, Jesus <laughs> Christ, the commercials on this fucking show. <laughs> That's right. There's Thank fucking you. commercials. <laughs> no worries. Thank you. Um, Santana Ortiz and our double teaming blade. Private Party got the tag. Cassidy hit a, a neck breaker stunner thing on Santana. <laughs> um, Penta got in the got got the tag. He took out Cassidy. Butcher came in and took out Penta. Phoenix hit the hook kick on Butcher. Then got uh, hit a pump kick. No, got hit with a pump kick from Blade. See, this is why I don't try to follow all this shit. There's so much fucking garbage <laughs> in this fucking match. Uh, Blade followed right. with a flying clothesline, and both guys were down. Quinn went for a shooting star press at Santana, but Santa avoided it. And the Lucha Brothers hit the fear factor on Quinn. Santana Ortiz followed up with a street sweeper. Santana got the pin. Um, <laughs> that sounds funny. Just the way you put all that. Santana got the pin. Yeah. It was huge. It was... <laughs> massive and incredible <laughs> uh, all the oh. internet came in their pants I, oh. great. <laughs> well I just want to point out one thing yeah oh my mm. god is that private party <laughs> the fucking oh song seriously but, but, but you know what I noticed dude and that's what I wanted to point out in the previous match but, but it makes sense into this match as well is Ethan Page and Private Party trying to conjure up Alex Alex Wright? That's um, one the kid. That's one the kid. Maybe, but which version are we talking about? Like Alex Not Berlin. Das Not Berlin. Kit? Okay, because Berlin was my favorite. Like as the as a German, I had yeah, well. Berlin. I was like, <laughs> yes. this is awesome. Very uh, very like do house do house. Mm -hmm. Anyway, I can't even say it right. 
But in saying that, did you notice how Ethan Page was doing the fucking Alex Wright fucking dance? Oh, definitely. Yeah. He was doing the full fucking like, and I was thinking to myself, why is this motherfucker fucking doing the Alex Wright fucking dance? But even Private Party, I don't even know what the fuck they're doing, right? You got one of them dressed as a clown. I forgot these guys existed, to be honest with you. So, well, the song tells you their, their theme says it. Oh my god, is that? Oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Hey, well, there's not much to say about this match. I really didn't give a shit about this match. What do you want me to say? Place. Yeah, it was a mess. All right, it was a mess. Too many trios, too many fucking quails, too many doubles. I don't know why this fucking event felt like a fucking tag team fucking extravaganza, right? Because that's what it came across as. But, uh, yeah, nothing to write home about with this match. No. Uh, the next one either, as it's uh, Anna Jay losing a match to Penelope Ford via shenanigans. Um, it was <laughs> not really... It wasn't really a match. There was like two minutes of match on the screen. Um, it was basically just to set up this this whole shit with the Dark Order. Um, not getting the along. Dark Order? Yeah. Uh, you, Jimmy, you, remember, you remember how like a few like like months ago we were when we were doing these shows and I was like, you know, I don't mind the Dark Order. Like I like I like Silver, yeah. you know. Right. And and like I don't <laughs> mind that Hangman Page is a part of it because I feel like it's helping to to humanize him. Now, literally every single time um, the Dark Order is on my screen, I have the same like uh, visceral reaction that I do when the Young Bucks are on my screen or when Chris Canyon used to be on my screen. Um, go the fuck away. <laughs> Does that include John Silver? It really does at this point. And I, <laughs> it makes me sad because, like, I want to like him. But at this point, I'm like, no, 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 no. You know Take what? These fucking weirdos off my screen. I'm going to agree with you because I'll tell you why. Remember when you were calling him fucking Chris Benoit, for Christ's sake? That's well, how much you were high on him. Similar physical style to Chris <laughs> Benoit. Yeah. Right. Well, I was even a fan of his, but you know what, Chris? That don't work for me, brother. Yeah. Not Literally this shit. Everything to do with this group at this point doesn't work for me. And I'm aware that there are a lot of people who are like, oh, this is how they're going to bring in Bray Wyatt. This is uh, If they do that, no. motherfucker. No. Stay away. Bray, yeah. stay away, please. 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 Yeah, Bray, 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 listen to me. Well, is and that him in the background? Bray, repeat after me. Okay. <laughs> and you can do it in your voice or in the fiend's voice. You can even do it in like a girl's voice and pretend your sister Abigail, okay? So just practice yeah. with me. That doesn't work for me, brother. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. That don't work for us. That's it. It doesn't work for us, brothers. Yep. (laughs) Anyway, that's true. So, Bray, stay the fuck away. And that rhymes, right? From Mm. the Dark Order because they're gay, all right? They're just a bunch of dorks. They're losers. 
I know fucking, uh, you know, it's it's Wednesday. You know what that means or Friday now, whatever the case. Brody, Brody Lee is your boy, but there's no saving these guys. I'm sorry. None of them. None of them. They're a modern-day job squad and not even as good. Yes, that's that's entirely accurate. Like, these guys are bad. The job squad was at least entertaining. Like, Absolutely. I can't, I can't do this anymore with this Dark Order shit. Like, ended already. Um, moving along to the main event. Uh, it's Moxley and Kingston against Archer and Suzuki in a lights-out match. So the lights go out, and then they came back on. <laughs> yeah. Contrived and stupid. Um, I was going to ask you that, Chris. Didn't they announce that the, that the lights were going to be off? Well, no, because they they put the lights out, and then oh, they bring the lights oh. back up. Oh, I so see. It's a, it's a lights. It's a lights on after they go out. Match. That's <laughs> right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> that's all I'm saying. Well, all right. So um, I noticed that they started Suzuki's song in the middle. Uh, to make sure that the crowd could sing with it. What's what's it's the name? Kazenasare Nare. Sorry, Kazenasare. That's how you say it. Yeah. Okay. What? Kazenasare. I yes, I'm aware that you're sneezing right now. Kazenasare. God bless you. Whatever you need to hear. Um, so after they played all the live long day, um, so that the crowd got to sing along with it, um, Archer uh, came down to the ring with some stuff. It's basically <laughs> looking like a hardcore match. Uh, it starts on the floor. There's no bell because it's an unsanctioned match. Um, Moxley sort of paired off with Suzuki, Kingston with Archer. Um, it's a whole lot of awful, awful shit where people are standing there and saying, hit me, hurt me. Um, <laughs> that don't work for me, brother. <laughs> I'm just honestly though, Jim, like that's not how a real fight goes. You know? Yeah, it does, dude. When you always make the dude that you that you want to kill hit you first. You That's never works, like, yeah, no, yeah. You just stand there and you take a punch and then you yeah. land a punch and then, but you don't like just keep punching. You wait for the other guy to have his turn first, and then right. you go, and then it's That's his turn again, and then it's your turn again, and then it's his turn again. I don't know yep. what kind of fights are going on in Japan, <laughs> but um. Maybe this is why you guys lost World War II. Like, if you. Oh, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. There you go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hiroshima, boom. <laughs> yeah. I guess Hiroshima was our turn. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> oh man, if I knew you were gonna say that, I would have timed it better, but unfortunately I didn't. No, nah, no, nah. look, shout out to all my Japanese peeps. I'm only joking. 
I'm Australian. You attacked us in World War II, remember? And no, I mean, I'm entirely joking about Japan. I, you know, I love Japan. In fact, I really kind of feel like Japan may be one of like the last bastions of actual Western democracy left on the planet. So right, shout absolutely. out to Japan. Shout um, out to Japan. But no, I just, I don't like this style. Arigato. Sorry. I don't, I don't like this style well, at all. I was listening to a thing today where Dave Meltzer was saying, I was, because see, I was watching like a, I think it was a, a Keeping It 100 podcast. They do like little clips. And they were yeah, talking yeah. about how Meltzer was talking about uh, Moxley and Suzuki and how, you know, the, the, the match, it looked like a real fight. And because they were, standing there and taking turns hitting each other and i'm like dave have you ever seen a real fight oh come what? on come on dude did he really say that yeah he's like oh these are these are these are better than than western matches because they look like real fights <laughs> what look man everybody knows including you that i'm a huge japanese wrestling fan right mm. but come on dave really dave Really? Are you sticking your tongue out again? Fucking while you're saying that? Seriously. <laughs> no. uh, well, that's why he's the schmelter melter, like Bin, Bin Hamin would say. I mean, seriously, he's an idiot for saying that. Look, I don't mind that shit because, you know, it sets up for Suzuki's fucking, ha, 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 ha. You know that crazy laugh that he does? Yeah. That's kind of his spot. And this match was just stupid, really. I mean, I've seen much better from all four of these guys, really. And Eddie Kingston, you know what it is? It's Eddie Kingston. He fucking, I hate to say it, but he fucking, he garbages up the fucking match, bro. Uh, yes. Yes, he does. I like Eddie Kingston a lot. Um, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. You I like, like him Eddie a lot, Kingston. But... I, I, yeah, listen, I like Eddie Kingston a lot. The same way that like I like Brian Pillman Jr. a lot. Ooh, ooh. Like, that that's, that says a lot. I want good things to happen for you, but <laughs> why are you booked the way that you are booked? Because what, what's the lesson of the day, Chris? It's that nobody in professional wrestling can remember how to say <laughs> that doesn't work for me brother <laughs> fun fucking fact it's true you yep. can say what you want about the hogster brothers but man he fucking knew when to say it doesn't work for me brothers and sisters it's plain and simple yeah that's why he's who Jim he is Jimmy, I, I have to ask you a question about Japanese wrestling because I don't I don't understand one thing that happened in this. I mean, Please I do shoot. because I do understand enough about Japanese wrestling, but I want you to explain it to the audience. Right. It, is there like a is there like a thing in Japanese wrestling? Is it like a known like well known spot for there just to be like some prepubescent people around the ring for wrestlers to beat the shit out of? Is that just like a thing yes. in Japanese wrestling? Okay. It actually is. That? Well, yeah, it actually is. Like, you'll see Suzuki, since we're talking about Suzuki anyway, like, if you watch him in Japan, you got all the young lions out there, you know, the young boys, as uh, Don Callis likes to say, right? 
Um, they basically on the outside of the ring just so they can be beat up by all the fucking mean fucking heels, bro. Specifically Suzuki. And I mean, he abuses them, bro. But yes, it's a, it's kind of a traditional Japanese thing, including those no-selling forearms. Sweet. So those guys around the ring that Archer was beating up, that, that was like a harken back to Japanese young lions who are often there just to get their asses kicked. Yeah. Well, it's a, in particular Suzuki Goon, who's the crew of Suzuki, which involves, mm -hmm. uh, you know, you know, Zack Sabre Jr., for example. Mm -hmm. uh, there's also, uh, uh, what's his name? Lance Archer is also part of Suzuki Goon. And a few other Japanese wrestlers that you probably wouldn't know. So I'm not even going to bother mentioning it. But my point is, like, you don't know who El Desperado is, right? Um, I've seen some stuff in Mexico with Desperado, I'm pretty sure. He's not Mexican. <laughs> no, but I'm pretty sure he's been over to CML. Yeah, he has. He has. He has. Absolutely. Yeah. That's where his uh, gimmick pretty much comes from. But, uh, yeah, no. he's He acts Mexican. He comes out to, to Mexican music. But he's Japanese. It is what it uh... is. Cool. Uh, you know, CM Punk should do that with uh, Powerhouse Hobbs gimmick. He should just come out and start pretending he's some other race. That would be cool. Um, oh, nice. Maybe he has a, a magic spell on him, Chris. Or, or maybe that's been Hulk Hogan's gimmick all this time, and he never really said anything racist. <laughs> well, he did say brothers and brother. All his fucking career. I mean, isn't that what you know? African Americans yeah. call each other brothers. I, I mean, it's it's what I call people too. Jesus, me Christ. too. So do I. I do all the time, brother. I mean, I do. But you all know right, what I mean, brother. Well, let's uh, <laughs> let's get to the finish here, brother. Um, <laughs> Suzuki setting up chairs in the ring. Archer set up Kingston for a black hole slam. Um, but before he could hit it which would have been like the 12th black hole slam in this match, by the way, uh, it's just overdone. Everything about this match was just a bunch of fucking Japanese garbage. I'm sorry. It was garbage. Um, I'll pretend anyway, I never heard that. All right. Chris. Sorry. But look, before, look, 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 it was garbage. The match, I actually couldn't pay attention to it anymore. It lost me. I'm not going to lie. And I love Suzuki, bro. Yeah. I don't know. I like, yeah. I respect Minoru Suzuki. Trust me, dude. I legitimately watched him like actually fight in pride. He's a tough like, guy, bro. He's he's not he's not a guy who should believe that you take a turn, then I'll take a turn, then you take a <laughs> turn, then I'll take a turn is somehow a simulation of real combat. But that's no, no, that's he's a badass, dude. Goes and look. Hand. Let me just say one thing about Minoru Suzuki, bro. I don't think there's a, any better older wrestler, right, who's, who's pretty much 60 years old that can go like Minoru Suzuki can. Believe me when I tell you that, bro. Yeah, I mean. You ain't seen nothing yet. Put it that way. Yeah, I think him and Sting should have like a hair plugs on a pole match. No, you know what, dude? Suzuki's got hair, bro. He used to have this. I used to love him a few years ago, bro, when he used to have this crazy sort of like he was all bald, right? 
Mm. But he had like a ponytail. Like he only had hair. You know, like those fucking Kung Fu monks sort of thing. Yeah, like, like a samurai they, cut in the back. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's just that. But it wasn't tied downwards in a plait. It was like up, like in a crazy sort of way. I can't explain it, man. But that was the All coolest right. Suzuki, bro. Cool. Uh, but that just about covers it, I think, dude. I, I mean, mean, yeah, basically next what happened is uh, new music played and the name Homicide was displayed on oh, the top yes. of the ramp. That's um, right. Excalibur creaming himself screams, it's the baddest wrestler to ever come out of New York. <laughs> oh, no. I know Where I've overused it. From? Uh, not from New York, actually. <laughs> Where is he from? That's, that's, he's from the South, as a matter of fact, Chris. <laughs> All right. Well, there you go, bro. There you go. The shit out of me. <laughs> well, I'll tell you who is from New York, who uh, I'm sure is meaner than fucking uh, Homicide. I guess it's a name, bro. When you're the original 187, bro, 5150. Come on, bro. Is he's the craziest class? motherfucker. Is he across from New York? Uh, yes, he is. As a matter of fact, yeah. yes. Uh, okay. <laughs> right. Off homicide. Hey. It uh, is what it is. Hey, look. Anyway, I'm a fan of homicide. Hey, and he taught our boy GGP, bro. Did he? Cool. Yes. Well. So there's there's another fun fact. So shout outs to homicide, and I was a big fan of the original LAX, bro. Yeah, the original LAX was fucking awesome, dude. I absolutely but wonderful. Where do they go from here? Are they insinuating that he's part of the roster now, or is this just a one-off? You think? We're told that he's part of the roster. Like he's in AEW now. He uh, is? Anyway, yeah, yeah. He comes okay, down. Right. He cuts Moxley free. Um, Moxley hits a DDT on Archer. Kingston puts a trash can on his head. They beat him with a kendo stick for a full thirty seconds or so. Um, Kingston then gets the pin and Homicide, Kingston, and Moxley all celebrate in the ring. Hooray. Hooray. Yay. Yeah. Welcome to AEW Homicide, who <laughs> took all the heat, bro. And also debuted at like midnight on a Friday. <laughs> so <laughs> cool. oh, that will put butts in seat. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man! Sure. Oh well. How That's long do you TK. think we're? How do you? How long do you think we are? Like, how far off do you think that we are from, like, you know, Michael Cole being like, "Welcome to SmackDown." Before you think of switching the channel later tonight, here's what's going <laughs> to happen. <laughs> <laughs> well, why not? I mean, I thought was tonight live. No, tonight was taped from Wednesday. They like okay after well, Dynamite. Was, they taped this. Okay, well, they were saying that this was meant to be live. You know that. Oh, I know. They kept saying live. Yeah. So if it wasn't, then why the fuck were they advertising it like it was? But anyway, it is what it is. Either those New York fans didn't fucking get up off their seats and go home and change. Or that shit wasn't live. But anyway, I digress. What do I know, bro? I, you know, you know lots of stuff, Jimmy. Um, I, apparently I don't. 
Not not compared to TK. No. Um. So here's the thing. Like it was a it was a decent show, but like after two hour dynamite, and then like honestly, I started feeling it after about the first, um, after about the first hour of this show, I was like, okay, this is too much AEW for me. <laughs> and I like AEW, you know. I'm, you know, Dynamite was fucking awesome, and this show wasn't bad. And this the show first hour was bad. brilliant. I think it's after that it was a bit downhill. I mean, the first hour of Dynamite? No, 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 no. The first hour of uh, Rampage. The Young Bucks were in the first hour of Rampage. Man, I'm not. I know. I told you, I liked the match because it was just fun. You know what I mean? Sure, it was the same old shenanigans, but the match flowed pretty well. It was pretty fast, quick. A lot of shit was happening all over the place. It was basically bedlam with no tag rules. Yeah, which, I mean, we talked about it last week. Like, you know. Dude, if you can't beat him, join him. There's no point in me fucking complaining anymore about these motherfuckers not fucking using the tag ropes and actually doing tags because, fuck, they don't. They don't. And they won't. And I just want to say that there have been some people um, who have suggested that Rampage should move to two hours regularly. <laughs> um, I don't know. Have you heard anything about about them planning on doing that, Jimmy? Or is that just people wanting more wrestling? Well, you've already got enough wrestling people, for Christ's sake. But no, no. But in all honesty, right? I'm hearing this was a test run. To see how it performs, and if and if the ratings fucking stick, I guess we might have two hours of rampage week in week out. But for now, look at it as a test. It won't be happening anytime soon. Yeah, maybe well, next good. year. You know what I mean? Good, good. Because I'll just say, you know, to close up the show tonight, you know, two hours of dynamite and one hour of rampage. Um, I can do that. But if we're gonna do two hours of dynamite. And two hours of rampage every yeah. single week, uh, Jimmy. <laughs> that doesn't work for me, brother. Hey, damn it! You should have fucking warned me. Because there you have it. <laughs> so, Chris, in saying that, I think we call it a night, bro. We call it a night, brother. That's it. We're going home. We're going home. That's gonna, it. We're taking I'm it home, hit brother. The I'm gonna hit the boot. <laughs> I'm gonna hit the leg drop. We're going home, brother. And then the one. Two, three, straight. We're taking it home. That's it, man. So before we go, though, Chris, tell them where they can find you, bro. Well, you can find me on Twitter. That's Chris Ams, capital C-H-R-I-S, capital A-M-B-S, the number one. Oh. Twitter. Um, or you can check me out on Facebook or whatever. If, uh, if you're cool, I'll probably add you. I have added a few people on Facebook who are fans of the show. Um, Shoutouts to Todd, who's always awesome and always just randomly drops me little notes and stuff <laughs> on my on my on my uh, on my Facebook, and who honestly has become a friend of mine through Facebook. So, shout out to Todd and uh, anybody else who wants to be my friend on Facebook or who wants to follow me on Twitter. I will mostly be making jackassery comments um but every once in a while i do have something kind of clever um lance storm for instance um wanted to know the other week um 
you know, because we didn't get anywhere in the Canadian elections, how much did everything uh-huh. cost? And I said, well, um, it cost $610 million, Lance. Now that's serious. So, you know, I've got gems like that coming out if you uh, want to follow me on Twitter. Very nice, actually, Chris. I like it. I like it a lot. Well, in saying that, please like and subscribe at the pwcnetwork.podbean.com and hittingthemarks.com where you'll find all our shows. So, Al, and also, if you want to find us on, on Facebook, Twitter, and whatnot, look up PWC on Facebook and look up PWC underscore network on Twitter. Also, uh, The Hustle. Yes. Well, The Hustle, yeah. I mean, the skirmish is only on The Hustle, but I'm glad you remind me about The Hustle because I just want to put out there, we got Chavela Vera Cruz that's part of the PWC network and Tommy Wonder and Javid who bring you bring us the progressing ref- reflection each week right here on the PWC network and on the PW Hustle network so look yeah, out for them man they do a great show and also Michael Davis is also officially part of the team where he does he will drop like uh, an episode every week about what he thinks about professional wrestling every week so Look out for the boys from the hustle that are also part of the PWC network familiar. Right on. Right on. Well, all that all that shit that that that'll work for me, brother. That works for me too, brother. <laughs> but check me out this Saturday, actually tonight, as a matter of fact, for me tonight, but tomorrow morning technically for you, Chris. No, I'm hitting it's, the it's, it's 150 in the morning on Saturday, so yeah, no, we're it's today. Well, I'm talking about about because Jago, I'm pretty sure, is Central Time as well. So you guys got the same time. So check me out in the morning on hitting the marks. You won't be disappointed. Put it that way. So in saying that, Chris, I think we take it home, brother. I'm Jimmy T. He's Chris Ames, and you've been listening to Chris shuffling in the background right here on the PWC. Network and hitting the marks.com. Peace. Peace. Good observation, Excalibur. I agree. This is nasty. 
violent attack. Great game plan by Suzuki and Archer. Getting the duct tape. Look, look at the face of John Moxley just turning crimson red. Oh, ooh, so disrespectful. I don't think Suzuki's gonna like that very much. Oh, Suzuki, oh no. Punch him right in the face. Oh! Start right hand now, Suzuki biting up the head of Moxley. That's what you have to do sometimes, just bite someone's forehead off. Oh, the punishment continues unabated. Kingston's on the outside, can't defend himself or his helpless partner. And Kingston was driven through that table earlier in this match. It's just a two-on-one assault while Moxley's hands are obviously duct taped behind him. Look at that shot by Archer. And that's the range of Archer, able to, to strike Kingston with that kendo stick of Kingston on the floor. Suzuki and Archer having fun. Moxley escapes out, headbutts. back. Oh, but the kick to the midsection. And again, biting the head is Minoru Suzuki. Again, all legal. Oh, boy. There's Eddie. Kingston. The Mad King, the Enzigiri. He staggered Suzuki with it. Oh, the <laughs> to the well done there by Kingston. And machine gun chops in the corner. Kingston chopping down the Murderhawk monster. He's wearing down Archer, is Kingston. Oh, nice exploder by Kingston. But you see Suzuki positioning himself behind Kingston's back. Watch your back. Suzuki's got him lined up. Well, the sleeper. The sleeper locked in. And the helicopter by Archer. Suzuki Goon has just dismantled, destroyed Kingston and Moxley. It's just not an ending. Suzuki now just chucking chairs in the ring. What a wild main event. What a wild way to cap off Rampage Grand Slam. If I had to take a guess, Moxie Kingston has kind of regretted this whole decision. I think you might be right, Ricky. Look at, look at, just look at Moxie out of it, and Kingston's about to barely stand. Kingston's right. Kingston's about to be out of it. Oh, no. The, the chair oh. back to back. Oh, man. Oh, no. Archer. Oh, my God. Don't Brings do out this, Kingston. Don't do this. Wait a second. What the hell was that? Ooh, hold on a second. Wait, no. Homicide. Homicide? Homicide? That said homicide on a ramp. No. No, that can't be. One of Eddie Kingston's oh, 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 best oh, friends. Oh. One that, of the baddest men to come out of Brooklyn in the last 20 years. That is oh, homicide. He's here. Oh, my God. Homicide. The pro wrestling legend of New York. He's a bad apple. I promise you, I know him a long time. He's a vicious, violent man, Homicide. And look at this. He's freeing John Moxley. Watch your back. Oh, Suzuki, the boot to the midsection. Well, actually, right now, Suzuki took care of Homicide. Oh, but look at this, Moxley. 
Even though he's been freed, I think he's trying to sucker in Suzuki. He's gonna go god style. Oh, oh yeah, Suzuki just found out the hard way. Oh. Oh, paradigm shift. Archer comes in. He's looking for the choke slam. Oh, oh the Hurricane. The back fist. Another one. Second one. Moxley breaks the grip. Boots of the man. Paradigm shift. Box is like he's uncaged since that duct tape is off from Dexter Homicide. And the trash can passed oh. to Kingston by his best friend Homicide. What's he thinking here? Oh, Kingston, man. he's got Archer inside the trash can. This is all legal, that's crazy, oh. as it sounds. Kingston yeah. just hammering the trash can. It's like a damn lumberjack on Francis Lewis Boulevard here in Queens. Yeah. Archer just completely <laughs> defensive. Oh He's losing his mind. He I lost it. Eddie Kingston, a man possessed. Crazy son of a bitch. He covers. And the Mad King wins it. The winners of this match, the team of John Moxley and Eddie. Kingston! And look at this, it's not over! Between Suzuki and Moxley! But what about this? Homicide! Homicide in all elite wrestling! Give a big assist to Homicide, man! Shocked everybody! That's what friends are for, baby! I wish I had friends! Me it too. is all legal here in our main event! Thank you for joining us from Rampage Grand Slam! We will be back! Next Wednesday night, AEW Dynamite from Rochester, New York. For Ricky Starks, for Taz, I am Excalibur. Good night, everyone. AEW is the home of professional wrestling. Scorpio Sky, full body slam there. And Hager charges, oh, that high boot caught Scorpio Sky right on the jaw. Dan Lambert, Lambert. just grabbed the leg inside, oh, cradle, wait, one, two, three, what? Here are your winners, man of the year. Oh, you gotta give a little, little assist to that man right there, Dan Lambert, he's a damn genius. I won, I won my bet, bet on this. I love it. <laughs> Middle of the year, let's go, and thank you oh, oh, Jake Hager just cleans out Scorpio Sky and Ethan Page. The man who's undefeated in MMA at 3-0, Hager, not oh. in a good move right now. What a landing. Oh, oh. oh. 
Jericho and Hager bringing Dan Lambert into the ring. No, 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 don't do this to Dan Lambert. Wait, that's Junior Dos Santos. Oh, no. Former UFC heavyweight champion. That's a bad man. Look, at Paige Van Zen, Austin Vanderford. They come, they come a, a couple different angles here. American top team in defense of Dan Lambert. Look at this, Junior Dos Santos. There's Andre Arlovsky and Dalton Rosta. American top team is surrounding the ring here. I haven't seen any of these, these athletes all day. On Jorge Masvidal! Uh-oh. Masvidal! Here we go, baby. Where are these go, guys baby. coming from? Hager and Jericho's in trouble, man. They're gonna get the hell out of that ring. Scorpio Sky and Ethan Page have called in the reinforcements. No, 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 no. Look at that. Well, here we go. Santos and Arlovsky, the two former heavyweight champs. Oh, we got a double leg. Oh. And look at this, Hager and Jericho just getting overwhelmed. We're gonna have to get some help out of the locker room here or something. I'm loving this. Okay, Yannick, let's go. This is rough though here. Watching two of our stars get beat up by MMA athletes. American the inner circle team. asked for this. I understand they that. Asked for this when they put their hands on Dan Lambert. I'm letting you know that right, right now. And that smug grin on the face of Masvidal. Look. I mean, you're right. The inner circle had this cover, Ricky. You're right. They never should have put their hands on Dan Lambert. Wait a second. Paige Van Zandt. The bare knuckle boxer. She's calling for something. Oh, 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 oh no, yeah. no, no. Jericho's out on his feet. Oh, oh, repeated body shots to Jericho. And Masvidal. Oh, no, it's not Masvidal. No, no. Oh, oh. <laughs> A massive knee strike from Masvidal. Wow. American top team has just dismantled Hager and Jericho. Did you see how explosive that knee strike was?
HTM Podcast Network. Hey, this is Homeboy88 of the Homeboy88 Podcast and good friend of the Pro Wrestling Coalition Network, the PWC. Check out my podcast where all the podcasts are available, the Homeboy88 Podcast. Thank you.